Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Rob Moore and thank you for tuning in. This is episode four, which is all around making money. Now, is making money easy? On the one hand, you probably see people who work really hard for a living. You know, they give up 30 or 40 or 50 years of their life only to never really be able to retire and never have enough capital or savings to be able to do more of what they love. Having to always do overtime, having to work in their 70s and 80s having no retirement money left, and so just never having to be able to have this freedom that we all want. On the other hand, if you've ever been online or you've received a letter through the post, you've probably had these letters, these long sales pages of people sitting on a boat or on a laptop in their pants uh, or on a desert island doing what they love, having this little click button software that makes magically makes the millions on a single trade or on some secret app or software and, uh, you know, they're drinking their pina coladas and they're making millions passively. And they're probably both polarised extremes. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the reality of making money and the reality of making more easy money and and which niches and industries are easy and which niches and industries are hard. Because we don't live in an equal, fair world. We don't live in a world where money is distributed evenly, where jobs are distributed evenly, where everything in terms of your opportunities are fair. Some people are born into wealth, some people aren't. Some people are born in nice, good neighbourhoods and some people aren't. Some people get more opportunities than others. Some people are start, self-made startup entrepreneurs who go out and there and, and get what they deserve by earning it and learning and studying and getting good mentors. Other people have every opportunity that, that, that you could ever be graced with and they're a bit um, flippant and idle and lazy and, and don't really take advantage of everything they've been given. So we don't live in an equal fair world, and that's something really important to to be aware of. It's not about expecting us to have equal distribution of paying taxes and earning money. It's just a, a naive delusion. The reality is we're in a meritocracy where people earn the most, who give the most value and service, who understand business and learn about business and economics and finance and investing and assets. Uh, and the people who think strategically about where they want to go in their life and create a vision and and have a plan and and look at how they can contribute to, to the world and make it a better place and leave a legacy. And those that don't earn much money or a victim, they're often serving those that I just mentioned that do have a vision and a, and a legacy. And their people often fall into things accidentally and they, they have a fear that they can't do anything different and they've always got these mortgages and bills and overheads to pay. So they look back in their life 20 years later and they think, wow, how did I get here? This wasn't part of the plan, but they never really had a plan. I must admit, when I was at 17 at Sixth Form College and they were doing the careers advice, number one, I didn't respect the person who was giving the careers advice because I didn't really look at them and think, you've got a great career that I want. They're a teacher earning probably 25 grand. Nothing wrong with that, but that's not who I wanted to be. But secondly, and kind of a bit of hypocrisy here from me, I'll give you that. But I was always down the pub getting hammered with my mates playing pool and uh, doing all, all dayers, as we used to call them. So I wasn't really in a, I just didn't really take any careers advice. And at that age, that's a really important age where I should have been thinking about what I wanted to do uh, for a living, you know, to make a real difference and to make a lot of money in an industry that 
you know, didn't really have as many barriers or had minimum barriers or didn't have a ceiling or had a lot of upside opportunity, even if there was risk. So you might have a chance to think about that. You might be setting up a business now, or you might be an entrepreneur who's quite a startup or fairly young in your business, so five years or less. Or you might have an enterprise that's quite big, but you're looking at new branches, new arms, you're looking at growth. And um, you're looking to ideally make more net profit, or you're looking to make more money. And you want to do it in, with 80-20 thinking. You want to do it in the, the least possible time, the least possible effort. That's natural. That's human nature. There's absolutely nothing wrong with looking at the most leveraged way to make money and looking at how you can lead rather than be on the front line, looking at rather that you can create a vision and plan rather than having to be operational and logistical. So, you know, this ideology that people have, this dream and vision of making a lot of money in less time and, and putting less physical labor in is definitely achievable, I believe. It's just often you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. But I don't want to sound old school here, but if you're less than 37 years old, I'm 37 as you listen. And if you're less than 37, I think that your opportunity to make money uh, is way easier now than it was when I was your age. And if you're older, you're probably thinking the same thing even more. You're probably thinking, well, it was much harder back then. We didn't have internet, you know, 15 years ago. There are no smartphones, no Wi-Fi, uh, you know, no, um, no YouTube, no Facebook, no apps, no Uber, no, you know, we've got everything at the click of a button now. And a lot of these platforms that scale across to millions or billions of people that really serve people are free to use. They're very disruptive technologies that have a, a different revenue model other than an upfront revenue model. And the old school way was you had to set up a business and you have to had, probably had to have physical premises and you probably had to have, uh, you know, a lot of investment in stock inventory and, you know, you probably paid staff and you probably waited years before you had regular customers and you had to take all the risk up front. You probably had to get a bank loan, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, getting customers and building a brand and getting well known and was a long, slow, kind of very organic process. Whereas now people can create these very short videos that go viral on YouTube and get tens of millions of views, or they can create business and profiles on Facebook and Instagram and all of a sudden have thousands or tens or hundreds of thousands of followers. And, you know, it's a very different world we live in now. So uh, whilst making money the really easy, lazy way is a bit controversial and, and, and maybe not strictly true, if I were to put my flag in the ground somewhere between making money is really easy and making money is really difficult, I'd go much further towards the making money is really easy part. I really believe that. I believe if you embrace technology, if you embrace innovation and disruption, you have an interest in business and technology, you can see that uh, the way we're able to serve and solve for people is getting easier and quicker. Information now travels at the speed of light. I believe it's what, 164th of a second through fiber optics. Um, forgive me if I've got the, if those of you who are physicists, you, you might uh, know the exact speed, but, you know, literally it takes fractions of a second now for information to pass across the globe. And it used to be on horses and pigeons and it, it just used to be so much slower hundreds or thousands of years ago, even 20 or 30 years ago, it was the speed of a train maybe or a radio frequency. It, it, it's so much quicker now. And it's on tap, on demand, on every device. You can have it on your laptop. You can have it on your smartphone. You can have it anywhere in the world that you can get a Wi-Fi. There's virtually nowhere in the world now where there's no Wi-Fi connection. So I really do believe it is easier than ever to make money. And maybe the new gold rush, you know, if you think it uh, was, uh, you know, it might have been in, in the rail industry or the oil industry or the gold industry. Well, I think that the, the, um, this, the, the new gold rush is definitely in, in interconnected technology. 
Uh, in fact, if you read The Secrets of the 1%, a great book on the history of wealth, uh, the author talks a lot about how uh, networking businesses are ones that scale up significantly. And rail, rail was a networking business. You know, it connected people. Telecommunications was a networking business. It connected people. And any business or niche or industry that connects people, connects vast numbers of people quickly and easily, is going to be a business that's going to make a lot of money, serve a lot of people, maybe maybe make you a billionaire, certainly give you great contribution, philanthropy opportun- opportunities. And with, with, with the internet now, that's another networking enterprise. Now, no one necessarily owns the internet and earns money off every user from the internet. It doesn't quite work like that, but that is a network business like rail, you know, like, you know, the other industries that I mentioned, telecommunications. And, but this is the new 21st century one. And it's one that you can really leverage. So I do believe it is easier for you people starting in business now than it was back in the day, a decade or more ago when I properly started, I would say my third enterprise, which was one that was successful and made, you know, made me a multimillionaire. My first two made me a less than zero air, a debt air. So I believe that um, you're deluding yourself if you think making money is hard, if you think you have to work harder for money and you have to work hard for a living and you have to get a job and you have to do overtime and you have to sacrifice the things that you love to do things that you hate, to hopefully save a bit of money to do the things you love, but you never have any money to do the things you love because you're always doing the thing that you hate more than you love. I don't believe it has to be like that. And honestly, I believe that making money is easier than not making money and it's harder not to make money. So, I mean, imagine, let's rewind. I mean, if you are a sort of techie uh, kind of teenager or young 20-something entrepreneur listening, you're going to really be able to relate to this. But if you're not, imagine that you are. Imagine you could go back to when you were 19 and, you know, you maybe understand a bit about code uh, and you really know how to understand, you understand how to work the internet and, you know, set up new profiles and really get the hang of systems and websites and, you know, creating apps being involved in them, working from them. You know how to get a, a Wi-Fi connection anywhere. I mean, you used to have to pay for them. You probably could have hacked, you know, if you were one of these hackers. But, you know, now they're pretty much all free. So you can get a Wi-Fi anywhere. You can have a laptop. You can uh, you could log into your parents' eBay account because I'm sure you find the password. And uh, you can go and buy a secondhand Mac on your parents' eBay account and tell them you'll pay them back when uh, you've made the first £1,000 in your business. So you can start out for free. You, you can run pretty much any business off a of Mac now. In Life Leverage, I wrote a uh, mobile lifestyle blueprint. It's one of the la- last chapters of the book, one of the very detailed ones. And I gave you um, a, a five-step map, if you like, a roadmap, uh, five parts to it, where you can create your ideal mobile lifestyle and you can run any enterprise from anywhere in the world from a laptop. Even if you've got a staff of 100 or even 1,000 or 10,000 people, you can still run that enterprise from anywhere in the world. And uh, so you've got this little Mac that you've bought off your parents' eBay account, secondhand, 600 quid or whatever. You're paying back when you earn your first thousand net profit. And they'll probably write that off anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're rolling. You've got a business and you can work in any coffee shop. You can work on a plane while you've got no Wi-Fi because you just send all your emails and everything and they queue. And then when you get a Wi-Fi connection, they all just fire out. You can work from anywhere in the world. You can have all your um, presentations, PowerPoints. You can have all of your information, your IP or passwords to all of your accounts, everything all on this Mac now because obviously they have great memory. Uh, You could even, if you're going down this teenager, entrepreneur, e-commerce business, you could even probably sell some of your parents or your um, swag, some of your stuff that you don't use anymore, your old books, your old stuff in the 
And, you know, in the basement or the attic, you probably find some old Lego there. Uh, that's gone up quite a lot in value. You could probably find a load of old stuff. You could probably raise a few grand on in your old possessions and your parents' old possessions. And, hey, you've got a bit of startup capital. You don't need any uh, you don't need any premises. You don't need any overheads. You don't have to pay business rates for premises. You don't have to pay staff because uh, that can all be outsourced, which I'll talk about in a minute. And you're rolling with a business with zero risk and you know all upside potential and in a, in a networking networked uh, model where you can get out to potentially millions although being realistic certainly tens of thousands of customers really easy uh, you can collect all of this money that you sell your yours and your parents possessions from into a paypal account that you can administer and you can run from anywhere in the world so you can run all of your bank accounts from anywhere in the world you can have them all on a file on your iphone put them all in one folder you can have your all of your personal banks, your business account, you can have your PayPal account, uh, you can have your Hargreaves Lansdowne uh, shares and funds accounts, you can have all your self-investments, you can have your funding circle that you borrow from and lend to, you can have a Zopa that you borrow from and lend to, you can have Kickstarter where you're raising private finance all on an, on as an app on your phone in a folder. Bingo, you're raising finance, you're pulling in money to maybe buy a bit of stock. Maybe if you're um, running an e-commerce business, you can set up your own website and you can get your own payment gateway that you get from PayPal or WorldPay. Even better, you can set up as a, a reseller on Amazon and uh, you use there. They hold all the stock. They find all the customers and you literally just set up an account online. You get a Chinese distributor to send the stock to Amazon in America and they warehouse it for you. And you pay them out of the goods that you sold in your parents' loft or your parents' basement. And uh, you've got a bit of upfront stock that you don't even have to hold. And you sell that on Amazon and you make a net profit. And you've got a real business and you can reinvest some of that profits and you can grow a, a major enterprise that way. You could write a book and go and list it on Amazon and sell it. It's amazing, you know, how much, how much more simple and easy it is now. You can get free web hosting. You can set up all sorts of accounts that are your shop, you know, your ability to market. You set up a profile on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on WhatsApp. You can have all of these different profiles that might access immediately 50,000. And that's a realistic number. I mean, you can access millions, but you might have 50,000 instant customers there. I know I met someone on an airplane once and I noticed he had an Odomar's PGA watch on and I love AP watches. And I was having a chat with him for about an hour and uh, he wraps cars and he does sort of fine valeting and detailing of cars. And he had about a quarter of a million followers on Instagram and he just took photos of his cars, put them on Instagram and he built like a quarter of a million uh, followers and customers just by having an Instagram account. And, uh, you know, that's made him very wealthy by wrapping cars, you know, well, Hey, it's just such a great, such a great, uh, century we live in a great, you know, time in the world that we are right now. You know, when you, you look back over ages, you know, the, the ice age and stone age and whatever, where definitely this technology age is going to be remembered for, you know, millennia to come. And Hey, I want you to take your share of it and have a, a big part of being able to leverage it. Okay, so you've got your website hosted for free. You've got your payment gateway for free. It goes into your PayPal account that you can access anywhere in the world. You've got no stock, no inventory, no leases. You know, you've got no capital that can erode in value. You don't have to have any employees or any overhead. You don't have to have any HR issues. You don't have to have any sickness and holiday pay and all this kind of stuff. Bang, you've got a very mobile, flexible business that's got accounts on LinkedIn and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and WhatsApp and 
Instagram and did I say Pinterest? If I didn't, I'm saying that one as well. And, you know, you can shoot the videos from your phone that you'd use for your marketing. You can host them on YouTube and you can get thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of views. You can literally build this community, this following, these fans almost overnight. You can set up private communities and groups. Progressive Property, one of my companies, has a, a very vast and very um, active community, uh, you know, where we constantly give value. And if, if, you know, if we launch a book, then they'll buy thousands of them on launch day. And uh, it's, it's an environment where there's a lot of like-minded people where I believe right now the world we live in, the customer has as much power as the seller or the vendor. And I think that's the way it should be. I don't see that uh, a seller should uh, look down on a customer. I don't see that a customer should look down on a seller. We're equal part of a transaction like a husband and wife. And uh, and, and that's a great way to be. And, and when you have that level, uh, that equal level with your customer and that trust and that openness uh, then, um, you know, you have an amazing business that is scalable, that gets referrals, that, you know, that people will really, they'll be a raving fan of yours and and, and they'll buy all of your stuff, your, your, you know, your 10th book, your 20th book, they'll buy your new future products. And all of this is free. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to set up a Facebook account, it doesn't set up anything to, to build up your own Facebook page, your business page, your own private community. It doesn't cost anything to set up any of these, uh, you know, you can get all of your customers in a WhatsApp group or you can have them all follow you on Twitter. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, that really is quite amazing. You know, the business world has really been disruptive, disrupted and is, you know, a real, a real innovation compared to where it was 10 years ago. And of course, you know, there's people who moan that there's advertising on the side of the page and they hate seeing all these ads. Well, that's the small price to pay for you being able to set up a real business that could be a multi-million pound business or more, a billion pound enterprise. That's a small price to pay so you don't have to pay all these hefty upfront fees. You've got speed of light access to any customer you want anywhere in the world. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, job done. And I really do believe it's easier than ever to, uh, you know, make money, make serious money, scale much quicker than you've ever done before. I mean, if you think about media, you know, if you wanted any kind of realistic scale in media, it was it needed to be TV and radio. And of course, those media were really expensive and still are really expensive. Look at how the world's changed now with Sky and, and HD, pause TV. A lot of people don't watch adverts anymore. They'll record the TV and they'll fast forward through all the adverts. So, you know, you've got, there's more paper click now or paper impression marketing and advertising. So you can literally do your marketing on Google and Facebook and you can paper click or paper impression instead of having to run these ridiculous, expensive newspaper or radio or TV campaigns where you needed thousands or tens of thousands or for a Super Bowl ad, tens of millions up front with no guarantee or performance guarantee or money back guarantee that it was ever going to work. And literally, you could spend £5 a day now on your marketing. You can split test your marketing. So only the best responses, uh, you know, you're testing to get the best responses so you can keep your costs down. Realistically, now you could pay between £1 and £3 for a, a like or an opt-in to your database. You know, you can basically pay £1 to £3 for a potential customer. It really is an amazing time that we live in. It really is easier than ever to make money, to scale and to grow. Now, a few things that will help you do that are having great content, having a great message. Now, 
it's all very well having these viral platforms and having this openness where your customer is on your level. And if they want to complain, they'll go and complain on a, on a forum or a social media group. But if you're not honest, open, whiter than white, uh, we, we all make mistakes. When you make them, you admit them and you're not giving good information. Unfortunately, that will spread quicker than your good marketing and probably 10 to 20 times quicker will go viral uh, the um, the bad things about you than the good things about you. Now, I don't think that's a bad thing. I must admit, in when it was first happening, I was kind of a little bit scared that people could literally just, um, you know, almost like we had to bow down to all of our customers because if they just weren't happy, they could go on anyone's Facebook page and rant and moan. And um, I actually think it's a good thing, though, because it gives you accountability. And if you want to set up a business and you want the upside, which is all this free viral marketing to millions of people, then you need to accept that there's a downside. And the downside is that that will be viral marketing to millions of people if it's a scam. Or if you don't care and have concern for your customers, you don't solve their problems, you don't offer good service, you don't listen to them. But the upside of that, the great thing about that is it gives you accountability. You know, you are accountable now to your customers in a way that it never used to be before. And you're committed to help them, to serve them, to do the right thing for them, to sell them things that they want and not just things that you want to sell them and to care enough about them, to survey them, to ask them what they want, to invite them to be part of your marketing, to give their opinion, to help create products for you, to give you feedback on products. I mean, that's a smart thing to do anyway. You know, if you want to build a decent product, you want to know that your customers want it, but they're involved in that process now. You know, they're involved in the creation of your products and services and therefore they say they feel like they really own it. They're part of it and they become more of an evangelist, more of a fan and they'll share more about you. They'll own it more. They'll uh, refer you more. Therefore, you've got to have great content. You've got to be unique. You've got to be memorable. You've got to have a brand. You've got to have a voice. You've got to stand for something and against something. You've got to polarize an audience. If you're going to get millions of fans, you're going to have thousands of haters. I mean, if you want to see that, go and uh, find Donald Trump's page on Facebook. Like him, whether you like him or not, and and watch his posts. You know, uh, you've got to respect Donald Trump, whether you like him or not. And I know I'm going to probably be, I'm going to get some messages in from people saying, oh, you know, supporting Donald Trump. I'm not supporting him or anti-supporting him. I admire his ability to have this um, strong, thick skin and character that's unbreakable and uh, who you see is who you get and he is who he is. And uh, he's a great marketer. I don't think anyone can deny that. He's one of the best self-promoters there are. Now, you go on his Facebook page or you follow him on one of his profiles where he'll have millions of followers and he might get tens of thousands of likes and he might get a thousand, you know, hate messages and people who've never even met him and don't even know him talking trash on, you know, socially and, and uh, you know, in front of other people. And uh, some of it could be deemed as a uh, slander, but, you know, that's that's the price you pay if you want to build this large brand. But you, but encouraging this debate. So Russell Brand's another one who's great at it. You know, Russell Brand's very topical. He's very, he polarizes people. You know, he really stands for something and really stands against something and shouts about it and, Again, his, his videos get millions of views and he, he probably has a lot of haters, way more haters than someone who only has five fans. That's the downside. But again, that's all leverageable. That's all uh, something that you can use in your marketing. You know, many of the big companies have had to embrace this now, haven't they? And they've started communicating with their customers on Twitter and they've done themselves a lot of good and got a lot of good publicity and goodwill. And those big companies that, that don't communicate with their customers personally and socially... They're getting left behind. 
Now, I, I manage my son's golf Facebook account. I'm, uh, you might know because I tell everybody, but my son's a bit of a future world golf champ. He qualified for the world under seven champs when he's four. He's the youngest person ever to get a hole in one. I set up a little Facebook page because I think, hey, you know, we're, uh, this is the world we're in. You can fight against it or you can follow it. And he's got a couple of hundred fans and, you know, he gets some nice comments. And uh, I post for him every now and again when I've got a bit of spare time and I'm, looking, I'm doing a bit of net time. And I, I follow Roy McElroy, very inspirational man and amazing golfer. And I make a couple of posts on his comments and he replied and we had a bit of an engagement conversation. I told him about my son and he sent a signed copy uh, of a photo of himself addressed to Bobby and signed by Rory McElroy. And I thought, you know, you, you are a product of the new way, the new world of social media and you're embracing it. And, uh, you know, what amazing gift that is for a, a little four-year-old boy who idolises Roy McIlroy and watches him on the telly every evening and, you know, wants to be a world champion like him. And what a great attitude. And many big corporations could uh, could take the lead on that. And I know many are. And uh, this gives you a disruptive, innovative advantage as a startup or if you're not a behemoth and you're not a, a billion-pound enterprise. You have this early adopter, flexible advantage where because you can probably, because you haven't got as many customers, you probably can afford to be a little bit more personal. You probably have to be more personal if you want to make the sales. And so you have this advantage. And I suppose your challenge will be as you grow, can you maintain that level of, of personal touch? And you can really use this network of the internet and social media to your advantage to grow your business, to scale your business. But you've got to have great content. You've got to You've got to share a message that people want to hear. You've got to know your customers, know their wants, pains, needs, fears, desires. Don't worry too much about charging for it for now. Write great content. Write a blog post a week minimum. You know, comment on what on things that have really changed your life and your perception. If you haven't got anything original to start with, uh, write stories about people who've inspired you and share their stories through your stories with your take on it and credit them. Because at the end of the day, I'd say at least 80% of the stuff I've learned, I've learned from my mentors. I've got many mentors who are billionaires or, you know, personal development experts who are far smarter than me. One of my mentors has read 29,000 books on business and personal development and physics and maths and all these kind of things. And, you know, I thought getting through 150 to 200 books a year was quite a feat. And, you know, yeah, he is 60 odd and I'm in my 30s. So I've, I've got some time to catch up. But, you know, we're all learning and many of us are just in our own take, putting our own values, recycling things we've learned from our mentors. And, and that's OK to share content like that, as long as you give credit, if you're quoting and referencing people. But you have your unique spin, which other people will, you know, be inspired by. So don't worry too much about charging for it right now. Just create great content. Get yourself a habit in your diary. I love between six and eight in the morning because that's when I have my coffee and I'm suitably drugged and inspired and buzzed. Also, you know, uh, Bobby and Ariana, my children, probably don't get up till more like half six, quarter to seven. Then I go and do putting with the kids in the morning. So I've got that nice hour to myself and it's, it's a good time. And, uh, you know, that's where I write a lot of my articles. I'm able to write probably one a day now. I started where I was only writing one a month. And, you know, if you wrote 52 blogs or 52 articles in 52 weeks, you've got 52 chapters for a book. As long as you have a, a, a common concept or theme like, you know, the disruptive entrepreneur, the concept, the theme is innovation, entrepreneurship, money, finance, business. If you've got this concept that's, that's you, that's your identity and your brand and you you know, you can write about that. There's all sorts of things you can write about. You probably have a book within a year and, and a much easier way of writing a book than trying to free six months to write a book. 
When you create great content, I think Seth Godin's another guy to follow who writes great content and he's more of a content marketer than a direct response marketer, you know, like many of the old school um, marketers are where they're looking for paid advertising and direct response. Seth Godin and Malcolm Gladwell, I think, are, are kind of the, the, the newer age of giving great information and building a loyal fan base and then writing books and articles that they really want and they get, they get bought and shared and then they get to be really great paid keynote speeches at big businesses and conventions because of great content and it all was built on great content. When I say content, I mean information, you know, your articles, your blogs, your rants, your debates. Don't be scared to have a bit of a rant and a debate. Don't be scared to stand for something and against something or comment on something that you think is fundamentally wrong or fundamentally right. Don't be afraid to do that because that's ultimately what's going to build your fan base. And then once you've done that and you, you can repurpose and repackage your information many ways, if you know much about me, you probably listen to my podcast, you're probably following me on Rob More Progressive on my Facebook page. You may be following me on Twitter or Instagram. Maybe you knew me through Progressive Property and you're in the Progressive community and you're getting my articles there. Maybe you've read some of my books. Maybe you've watched our YouTube channels and, you know, I've really tried to embrace this new world. I must admit I wasn't the quickest, not as quick as some of the Progressive community members and many of my uh, loyal fan base, if you like, who are younger and uh, embrace it and probably do it a lot better than I do, to be honest. Great content will get shared. Uh, and then, you know, once you go a little bit more viral, then you can start packaging it into CDs, DVDs, books, courses, retreats, uh, mentorships, masterminds, and all the other different ways that you can package information, membership sites, Audible and iTunes, download Audibles, all of it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode four podcast. I really do believe making money is easier than it's ever been. It's not a get rich quick overnight dream, lay on a beach, press one button on your laptop, do a trade today, sell it tomorrow, make a zillion. But it really is easier to make money in this networked technology age we're in. I really believe in you. You can go and do it too. So go out there, set up all your business pages and your profiles, build build a brand, be known for something, build some followers. And hey, if you please go and review, if you haven't already reviewed Please do share some comments on my Facebook page, Rob Moore Progressive. Uh, I'd love to keep the debate going. I want to help you. Give me any ideas for any content you want me to create and share. I'm here to serve you. So anything you want me to rant, debate or analyze or research for you, it's my life's mission here to create global financial freedom and help you. So let me help you. Thank you. Thank you. 